everyone, and welcome back to another episode of We're Watching Star Trek, the original series. As always, I am Brandon, still a little bit under the weather, and uh, up early today for a nice early recording. Uh, Paul's kind of here. Yo, yo, people. Uh, let's hope my voice isn't all grackly and uh, with all that bass, but uh, another episode. Let's get to it. And uh, Dan's a freak of nature and is always up early anyway, so he's definitely here. I'll take that as a compliment, so howdy, everyone. <laughs> And uh, today we are covering Season 1, Episode 23, A Taste of Armageddon. Hold on, I thought it was Episode 22. I think we're 23, no, right? Yeah, we're 23. Uh, we're about to find out if I watched the right episode. No, Khan was 22. Yeah, Khan was 22. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, man. We should, we should be good. <laughs> yeah, we were just going to soldier through anyway, and you were just going to have to compare the one you watched to the one that we watched. <laughs> You're <laughs> It's going to be a, a very terrible podcast episode. Uh, did, Dan, what was the original air date for this? Um, July 7th, 1969. Uh, close. You were really close. Uh, February 23rd, 1967. Might actually, my notes say February 23rd because uh, I had it 22nd and it wasn't right and I never fixed the ND. So it's 23rd. Yeah, the old 23rd of February. Hello, that day. Yeah, we start off with a captain's log, surprisingly, as the Enterprise is moving towards star cluster NGC 32, or sorry, 30, yeah, 32-1, I was going to say, 321. Holy hell, it is early today. And uh, <laughs> they're on their way to some <laughs> diplomatic relations with uh, a civilization, a, a couple civilizations in that star cluster. And uh, they sent a message ahead to a, a Miniar 7 to tell their of their friendly intentions, uh, but they haven't received a reply yet. And I actually had an issue with this episode where there were no English subtitles. I, did, I didn't have a choice for that. And the subtitles have been really helpful for names of places and people. And so I had to pick between uh, French, German, and uh, I don't remember what the third one was. I, it wasn't even Spanish. It was something crazy. So I picked German and had to uh, <laughs> decipher names from that. Wait a minute. Seriously? You, you didn't have subtitles? Yeah, for some reason, just this episode has no English subtitles. <laughs> I, I, don't, them, I, I don't understand why. That, that's crazy. Yeah, Paramount did not give me the option for English subtitles. You, oh, you yeah, need to turn your VPN off. Wow, that's weird. And I, I think the options were like French, German, and Italian or something. It was it was really weird, like not even Spanish. They, they could oh, have ra- gave ra- me... Random thing, random thing to tell you, by the way. If that happens again, turn the closed caption on on something. I think yeah, it's the way you can do. It's it's on oh, my on the PC. Uh, yeah, oh, I don't have that you're not option. Like me on TV. Oh, see, that's what, that's why I forgot about that. You're a PC guy. Yeah, they did. They didn't even give me the option for the Queen's English. That would have been great. Just like English text <laughs> with a, a British accent. Wow, I've never known that. Not to, that's very strange to me. Not to have English uh, subtitles. That's very, very weird. Yeah, it was the only episode. So I I did my best to pick the names out of these, like Aminiar. But uh, yeah, there's a, they have an ambassador on the bridge with them on the Enterprise, and uh, Uhura tells Kirk that they've received a Code 710 reply, which means that they are not to approach the planet under any circumstances. No, by the way, I want to uh, remember that code if it comes in place again, because I thought it was kind of interesting that they had a code for that. Yeah, I'm interested to see if they uh, if that kind of stuff persists through the series, like if it comes yep. up again, you know, if they kept that continuity. But uh, Ambassador Fox is just like every other person they've had on the ship, and he's an asshole. So he Bro, tells them to just disregard the, the message. 
Dude, that's that. I well, no, my first note. Best, our best is always jerks. Yeah, and how many we've had on there? Have we have we found a, like a good respectful ambassador yet, or they just uppity like jerks always? Yeah, every every person that they have on that ship is just a dick. Like yeah. <laughs> every one of them. Yeah, which is weird because they're supposed to be promoting peace, but they're total assholes. That's who yeah. I'm yeah, negotiating for me. You, you know who they are. Think of it. Think about it this way: they're the uh, they're the supervisors of the. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, like you know, they won't get the joke. They're the supervisors out there. Now you understand what everybody says are the way they are. Yeah, they're the like, do as I say, not as I do, guys. Yeah, supervisors. So like, I'm thinking of it that way now. But still, at the same time, it's like they're all they're always in a bad mood. Like, yeah, always. Yeah. Follow orders or else. Yeah, all and that's exactly that's exactly what this guy is too. Yep, and uh, he says that they need to continue on with their mission to get a treaty with the uh, planet that they're going to to stop some bloodshed that has occurred there for thousands of years. And uh, Kirk warns them that by getting involved, they may be getting involved with an interplanetary war. And and Fox is aware of it, and he just doesn't give a shit. And uh, he orders them to proceed, and says that he, you know, basically says, "Hey, I outrank you, Kirk, so you have to do what I say." So they do. He he just he leaves the bridge and and Spock suggests to Kirk that they warn the crew and uh, he gets on the intercom to to do so. So everybody on, on the ship is aware of what's happening. And then we get the show opening from there and uh, come back to a captain's log that just says that they're orbiting a mini R seven and that they're pre- preparing to beam down. And uh, Spock and Kirk are talking about the, the civilization. And Spock says that they're an advanced civilization and they have spaceflight capabilities, but they've never ventured beyond their own solar system. And he says that uh, they were first contacted 50 years ago and they were at war with their closest neighbor and that the USS Valiant that made the initial report uh, failed to return from its mission and it's listed as missing in space. And I thought that that was going to be something that maybe came up again later, but it, it, it just never no, did. Like I actually thought that uh, that 50 years ago, I thought the ambassador may have been like the son of one of the people yeah. on, that, on that ship. That, I couldn't accept that. That's I thought about that at first. I thought, oh, it must be his mother, dad, or uncle, or somebody who was on that ship that disappeared 50 years ago. Yeah, like maybe he's but, going there to escalate things and get one of the civilizations destroyed, or both of them, maybe? That would have been yeah, a better tie-in if they would have like made the Admiral have some kind of connection to those planets. Dang. Yeah, I didn't even think about I, that. I yeah, well, I have this thing where I try to think big picture a lot, and I popped in my head immediately. I thought, oh, of course he has, he has a family member that died when a fifty years ago when that thing happened. And that's why he's such a jerk. He just not doing it for no reason. But no, he's just a he's just a jerk for, jerk yeah, for no reason. Yeah, he's just a jerk for no reason. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's, he just jerked to be a jerk because he can. Like I'm better than you. Like oh, okay. yeah. That would have yeah. that would have made his character more redeeming. Yeah, yeah, and thought, more I interesting. Yeah, because we, we have a habit of the show. Uh, I don't want to go on a big rant, but we have a show where we have these uh, ambassadors and, and right there. They come with the impactful power or whatever, but their character is never built and it's very wasted. Yeah, they're only they're like this. Uh, they're like this imaginary big bad over the whole situation. That, oh, we one of the big bads of the episodes, but they're kind of irrelevant. I wish that they would spend more time building those characters up or having the same ambassador come. You know, and then, you know, like he, it's the same guy doing this, this journey or something instead of random ambassadors that don't seem like they they're just they're, they're just for that stupid like, oh, do, do what I say or else. Right. Yeah. A little bit of character development could go a long way with these guys. Yep. But um, Ambassador Fox uh, comes back to the bridge and he wants to know why Kirk is going down to the planet alone. And Kirk says, well, I'm, I'm not an idiot. I'm taking my stupid ass security force. 
And uh, he says that he can't risk beaming Fox down until he knows how they're going to be received because he, they, I mean, they really haven't heard anything besides stay away. So like he might show up and they just might start shooting at him. Which makes sense. Right. And Spock tells Kirk that they're going to beam to a site near an official establishment and that there's been no hostility towards them uh, and really no notice taken of them at all, which is really strange because they were scanned going in and then basically they just got ignored. So Kirk leaves Scotty in command, which was really surprising to me. And uh, he takes his security team and Spock and they go pick up some phasers and then they go down to the transporter room. So we get, we this get is Captain what the, Scotty. Is this the second or third time Scotty's been in charge now? We answered that question. We're talking about that today about who would be in charge if, uh, if uh, oh, we talked about it. We had the conversation. Yeah, when we talked about it. We kept saying, uh, I, "I said Scotty." And, and people, I think you guys might have said Moan. Somebody else might have said, I, like, no, I think it's Scotty because I think it's, but he has to be engineering too. But I never thought. I think I remember saying it was Scotty. Yeah, so it kind of stuck with me because that. for a while it was just uh, you know Kirk would go and then Spock would be in charge and then Spock would go and they didn't really show anything happening on the ship at that time. So. Yeah, now we firmly, yeah. like, we know for sure that Scotty is the guy. Because he was in charge for a little bit a couple of episodes ago. I forget which one it was. But, but, yeah, he's the dude. Foreshadowing a good choice, by the way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like somebody just went, hey, you know, this is a pretty solid idea. We should leave Scotty in charge, like, for a full episode. But um, they beam down to the planet, and uh, they get met by a, a woman, a, you know, Kirk's type, blonde hair, blue eyes. And uh, a couple of very attractive, yep, attractive dressed lady. a lot better than what the guys are. Yeah, <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. She's got a couple of security crew wearing some uh, some pretty sweet helmets. You know, the, the outfit reminded me kind of reminded me of a Demolition Man. How <laughs> how ridiculous <laughs> it was! And I was like, you know what? I like these things. And then I every time I watch this, I keep thinking about something I want to be for Halloween. And right now, this is when that's okay. Oh <laughs> <laughs> like, like this, this is so amazing. Can you wear you that to work? Oh, uh, yeah, I can. Uh, uh, we'll see. Like, I'm this, looking forward to that. Right now. This, this is amazing. Yeah. Oh, this, this is hilarious. I like this outfit. It's so stupid. Yeah. So uh, the woman tells her two security guards to uh, treat the crew of the Enterprise correctly and nothing more. She specifically says and nothing more. So like, you know, be nice to him, but don't be super nice to him. So, uh, <laughs> don't give him a high five. Yeah. like Don't offer him a drink. Just, you know, make sure they're not thirsty, but don't offer him anything. Yeah, so they beam down, and Kirk obviously immediately notices the woman, and he introduces him, introduces himself. And uh, the woman says that, she, hey, I know who you are. And she introduces herself as uh, Mia 3, or Maya 3. So she has, she has a sweet Maya number. 3. Yeah, she has a really cool number, like she's a robot. And uh, she compliments uh, Kirk and his crew on their instrumentation, and says that they beam directly into the Division of Control, and then she uh, leads them away, which their planet is really nice. They do. We, we've had, a, like, I think maybe two or three times now where they beam down into, like, an outside corridor area. And it's always really well designed. Like, just uh, really cool yeah. futuristic, like, buildings. So far, this is the best future-looking planet we've seen so far, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like how they do that. Where, But one thing they also do that we, I noticed is uh, every uh, planet has its own design like they really went crazy with it right like you know you never feel like it's the same place everywhere you go yeah so they uh they go into a corridor and uh i i don't if i don't know if it's mia or maya i don't remember i think they actually said it two different ways in the show too and that didn't help i think she introduced herself as uh mia and 
Kirk kept calling her Maya. So I don't. Let's go with Mia. Yeah. And it's spelled M-E-A and then the number three. So I'm just going to call her Mia. But uh, she questions Kirk on why he came to the planet after being told to stay away. And he's just like, well, I had orders, so I had to come here. And she tells him that there's danger there. And then she leads uh, the crew to meet with the high council. So they enter the council room and Kirk introduces himself and Spock. And then we actually get the names of the security people that are with him, which are Lieutenant Galloway, Lieutenant Osborne and Yeoman Tamura. Still no Janice Rand. She's been gone for like yeah, 10 wh- episodes now. What yeah. happened to her? Is, yeah, I've, is, I have no she clue. Did leave the show at this point? Or I would say 10 episodes ago. I'm, go- I'm going to go with uh, Kirk got her pregnant. She's I like that theory. Maternity <laughs> yeah, it's, maternity it's really weird because she got a bunch of character development early on and then they just stopped using yeah. her. Like It's like they just forgot about her. We actually have not seen her since the Romulan thing. That was the last time we saw her. Also, this is our first time seeing this show, man, because I, I don't recognize it either. Yeah. And then once again, I, I bring up the diversity of this show, man. Male, females, uh, race things like that especially for its time it's just crazy to me i just like i, I noticed it i noticed it cause i expected it to be different yeah and like it's just it's so diverse and, and it's crazy well actually what, really what caught me off guard is i don't i don't know where she's from but like she had a, a very clear like asian accent which means that it's not a case of they just had like an asian american you know like born in the u.s yeah. of asian descent like they actually got someone from mm-hmm. another country which is huge for you know that time period I'm, I'm assuming I'm assuming Star Trek uh, broke a lot of barriers that we don't, we're unaware of in in history and stuff like that that we're gonna uh, watch on here and touch on things like that. Ain't gonna notice things that we won't notice anywhere else. So right, J- just gonna throw out there, I'm a fan of this yeoman. <laughs> oh yeah. yes, <laughs> yes, I'm a fan of her also. Let's keep her back. Yeah, bring her back. Yep. See Janice who now? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> already forgot about Janice. <laughs> Um, so Kirk explains uh, his his diplomatic mission and uh, the lead council member named Anon says uh, actually he's Anon 7 so he he also has a number and he says that their mission is impossible because we got a war and they can't have peace during a war because then there wouldn't be a war and uh, Spock's like well hey I don't see any evidence of war and Anon says that they lose 1 to 3 million people a year from direct enemy attack which how they even have a population anymore? Like that's a hell yeah, of a lot of people. Yeah, after five hundred years, that's a lot of freaking people. Yeah, and the other weird thing is their their time frame for the war. Like at one point they said it's been going on for a thousand years, and then they say it's been going on for five hundred years. So I don't know, but either way, yeah, they, by this point they would be exhausted of people. Nobody would be left. Well, what's the birth rate of uh, their uh, world? What's what's the birth rate of America every day? Uh, I don't know, but I know it's currently shrinking. So. Okay, so I know it's, but if they're losing, if they're losing three million a year, that's not that many people. Like it's, it sounds like a lot of people, but I swear, like three million, if we lost three million people on Earth, which we probably do all the time, I don't think it's that big of it, that much of a people, uh, that many people. It sounds bigger, like a number, bigger number back then to them, but to me personally, three million, it's not, it's not that many people. But over a span of five hundred years, though, that would add up. Oh shit! Okay, Paul, I think you're right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just, saying, just a super I'm quick. Google search says that we lose on Earth around 60 million people a year total. That, wow. That's what I'm saying. So, like, th- yeah. Yeah, so three million people is like a speck. I'm like, oh, that's Yeah, like you're, you're right. I didn't think we lost that many, but holy shit. Uh, that that's, kind of blows yeah, my and mind. And it's like yearly, right? 
Yeah. I think the show said three million a year. So I'm like, that's not really that many people. Yeah. I mean, for I mean, so I think a huge number back then. But I'm like, I'm thinking my terms like that's not many people at all. But I guess it also depends on how big their planet is. If they're living on like a King Kai size planet, three million a million a year is a <laughs> shit ton of people. But if they're living on a, yeah, a just, fucking you know big chonky planet, then <laughs> yeah, ain't nothing. But yeah. Here's my thing. <laughs> here's my thing though. Uh, random. So as advanced as their society is, I can only truly believe that they must live longer. Therefore, that planet has to be full of people. Like they 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 should be living as long as we are. As, as smart as they look, and I, well, Kepler's oh god, at least something I guess the average of eighty to ninety years, or whatever. Besides this war, so I'm assuming that planet is covering people. Yeah, probably. Or they're, they're just like you know rabbits, and they just reprodu- yeah, reproduce yeah. like crazy. Yeah, <laughs> and they're I yeah. I don't think that they're technically human, so maybe they can have more than one kid every nine months. Maybe they pop out litters of kids. <laughs> they have like five at a time. Yeah. <laughs> fucking terrible. That's we a nightmare. Had- <laughs> I'm gonna stop thinking about that, dude. Oh my god, we haven't had any like crazy stuff like that. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Come on, that'd be funny. It's nightmare scenario. Fuck that. Oh, everybody looks. Oh, everybody's twins in the whole planet. Everybody looks <laughs> oh god, that's why they have numbers. And they all get the same name, and they just get a fucking <laughs> number. Oh. <laughs> I'm me a three. I'm me a two. Yeah, that's uh, my sister. Me a two. Yeah. My sister. Yeah. Why are you well, doing my sister? I thought it was you. <laughs> Man, your children grow up messed up. Like, oh, mom and dad name me number one. Yeah, <laughs> that's why you're number two because you're shit. You're number two. <laughs> you're better than you. <laughs> oh, um, we get here every episode. Oh my yeah, we get there somehow. Uh, so Anon goes on to say that uh, as long as the Enterprise orbits their planet, that it is in danger from the planet Vendikar, which sounds like a Magic the Gathering planet, and uh, it's the third planet in their system. And he says that they're highly advanced. They were originally a settlement of their own people, but that they broke off and and went to war for some reason. Uh, But then an alarm starts to sound and these huge doors behind them start to open and the council members all all excuse themselves and they say that Vendikar is attacking. So they're going to this kind of war room where there are a bunch of computers and stuff. And uh, Mia says that there's nowhere to take shelter, so they're just kind of screwed, but that they're going to have to retaliate from this attack immediately. And she goes and looks at a map on a screen and then like a little light, like a circular light uh, shines on part of it. And she's like, oh, man, there's been a direct hit in the city. But Kirk and Spock note that there was no explosion or really any other sound and and really nothing's going on. So Spock asks uh, Yeoman Tamura for a tricorder reading of any radi- radiation, but she doesn't get anything. So Kirk is, is just like, hey, Mia. Uh, what weapons are the enemy using? And she says that they materialize fusion bombs over their targets, which I didn't think about that. Like a space, like a war in this timeline must be insane when you can literally fucking transport anything anywhere. Like you can just put a fucking bomb like in somebody's kitchen and just man, be that super would be accurate. Oh, I never even thought about that. Oh my gosh. Tell it. Oh man. And especially a fusion bomb. Like just nothing oh is gosh, safe. What an awesome Star Trek like visual that would be. It's war, but they're like they're transporting bombs and around the city to make them explode immediately. Well, God, I'd imagine though, if that's the case, like whoever opens up the war, like the aggressor, which is normally the bad guy, probably wins most of the yeah. time because if they just transport a bunch of shit like into places, like strategic places, you could just cripple somebody before they even know what's going on. But I'm assuming that they have uh, maybe they'll have shield defenses where people can just drop stuff on them. Or, yeah, uh, people can transport through. Like, you know, they got this shit. Sometime in this ep- uh, show, that episode where we can't transport because some kind of shield interference. Exactly, yeah. That would have to be, like, Some- their only defense from just getting outright, you know, fucked up. 
I, I want to put a side note That's in here good. for you guys. We should try to work this into one of our episodes, a uh, series that we want to write. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Of uh, the, the transporter bomb. Yeah, that's a terrifying thought. I can go in the detective I one, I think. I have to, oh, I have to figure yeah. out who yeah. did it. Yeah. He's trying to try to investigate a, a crime and trying to figure out who who made the bomb. They kind of find out they're the first people who came up with a transport a transporter bomb. Or or they bombed themselves to start a war with somebody else <laughs> and take their land. Yep. Hey. Governments be crazy. Work. False flag. Yes, yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh so Kirk, he calls uh, Scotty on the Enterprise, and he's like, hey, what's going on up there? Do you see anything on your scanners? And Scotty says, I don't see shit, dude. And then uh, Kirk hangs up on him. So the councilmen point to the screen, and they say that uh, the enemy was warned and, and that just as they were 50 years ago, and then Anon wants some uh, security attachment people to be alerted, which I don't know. That, I don't understand the significance of saying, like, oh, yeah, they were warned just like 50 years ago because nothing ever comes of that, like warned of what? So I don't I don't fucking know. But uh, Kirk tells Anon that they've been monitoring the situation and they don't see any indication of an attack. And Anon says, well, half a million people were just killed. And I, I have orders or he orders uh, an out, a counterattack. It'd be really cool if I could talk today. Uh, Spock, <laughs> Sorry, Spock, uh, that's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. Um, Spock tells Kirk that they seem to fight their wars totally with computers. And Kirk argues that computers don't kill people. Guns kill people. No, he does actually say that. And uh, Anon, <laughs> Anon says that uh, the deaths have all been registered and that the people that have died have 24 hours to report to the, the disintegration machines. And I was like, oh, my God, I see what's happening here. And it's fucking nuts. Yeah, instantly I got mad about this. The whole notion of this warfare that they're doing. It's it's one of them things where it's like I get the point of what they're doing. At the same time, it's like what you're doing loses the point. I looked at this and I was just like, "Holy shit! What a concept! Like, what an absolutely oh, amazing for sure. concept for an episode!" <laughs> it's yeah. it's it's so out there, and uh, I, I was really looking well, forward thought, to this at this I point. Thought, I thought for a moment I thought they're being controlled by a computer. Like when I, I first too. heard about it, I thought, "Oh, I thought oh, it's an AI tricking them." And they, they, don't, they don't know better. Yeah. Well, as we know, uh, Kirk is good at slaying the computer gods, so he would have handled this with no fucking problem. Well, he just and dis- he's just a god slayer. He is. He really god beings, god computers. He just he is the god slayer. He will come we in and destroy your civilization. <laughs> James T. Kirk, the god slayer. <laughs> so, uh. Anon explains that the attacks are mathematically launched and that he lost his wife in the last attack. And Kirk is questioning. He's like, why would people just walk into a disintegration machine? And Spock says, that, well, there's a, a certain scientific logic to what's happening. And, and Anon is glad that Spock approves. But Spock says, I don't approve of this. I just understand it. <laughs> right. Which is, you know, which is really thing important. Is, how, how do you prove to the enemy that, oh, hey, we're... We're wiping out the people that you theoretically killed. Well, they uh, they they make mention a few times about how they have this time limit because of a treaty that they have, and that they have to report these deaths. So, like, they have to record them and send like their reports over to their enemy. Like, yeah, you but you got this many. Couldn't you just fake it? Like, oh yeah, we killed you know a million people today. You would think so. Maybe he has to send like. A body part of every one of them to the, oh, other, to, oh, to the other people. 
It's probably the degrin the disintegration chamber. Wow, that's a word that's talking. The disintegration chamber probably um has some kind of system in it to like warn dust atoms to them. Yeah, some some kind of system yeah. to let them know how many people went through it or whatever. I'm assuming maybe they have a live camera feed and the other people get to watch. Oh, yeah, that's messed oh. up. Oh, ooh, that's an that's an interesting why, idea. Why, why do you bring the barbaric the most dark things? You, every time you go with the most dark things, sometimes, bro. <laughs> watch them disintegrate like yeah we got them <laughs> well hey man i would i would think that as uh technology advances people get more and more desensitized so watching a few million people get disintegrated would be no big deal for them oh, oh. i don't think you're wrong on that hey guys disintegration party come on let's go is that your time <laughs> here again we got a half yeah. million this time get yeah, the popcorn yeah, get the popcorn yeah it, Best be like get ready for the pay-per-view Fifty nine yeah. ninety nine for twenty four hour you know live stream. So uh, so Nan tells Kirk that the Enterprise has been classified as destroyed and that the entire crew has twenty four hours to report to the disintegration machines and that he's going to be holding Kirk and his landing party in custody until the ship's crew surrenders. Which is I, it's really weird because if they materialized a uh, fusion bomb above the city, how the fuck did it go all the way out to space and hit the Enterprise? Uh, but that's just one of many issues with this episode, I think. Yeah. But a security team shows up, and Anon says that if it's possible, they're going to spare the ship, but the passengers and the crew are already dead. So they're just, like, extreme LARPing at this point. Like, we're not going to destroy your gear, but, you know, everybody else has to lay down <laughs> and actually die. I can die. Yep, I agree. But uh, we go to commercial, come back, and we get a captain's log, just explains current situation, and uh, Kirk and his crew are being held in a room where Mai enters and asks if they need anything, and Kirk says that he just wants to talk to Anon. But Mai says that he is busy calculating ca- the casualty lists. Uh, Kirk replies that uh, Anon is going to have more casualty lists than he knows what to do with if he doesn't go talk to him, which is pretty solid. <laughs> which is funny because <laughs> He's like, I will that's fuck this planet up. Yeah, that's something people say and stuff all the time now, but the way he said it, it just it made me laugh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's funny just coming from him, too. Yeah, Kirk was great throughout this whole episode, in my opinion, also. He was a very different Kirk in this episode. He was being the God Slayer. Yeah, he was. He's like, do you understand the civilizations I've destroyed? Like, <laughs> I am Kirk, Slayer of Gods, Destroyer of Civilization. <laughs> um, now that you mention it like that, that is that is a good way to describe him. Yeah, he's he's killed a few gods. Yep. Maya explains that she has also been declared a casualty and that she has to go report to the Disintegrator. And she says that if they don't report, then Vanikar will have to launch real weapons and that they then have to retaliate against Vanikar, and they would potentially just destroy each other's whole civilization. And Kirk doesn't agree with this, but Maya's like, all right, peace out, and just leaves. Do you wonder how long it took to, like, brainwash the whole world population to get behind this notion? Probably at least a generation, right? If not two. I imagine in the beginning people would be like, why? What the fuck is this? But then, you know, as the kids start learning about, like, this is the way they do things as they grow up. Yeah, I would think it would take a few generations to to get everybody on board. Because she wasn't upset by the notion of having to die. No, yeah, she's just like, I got hit, I'm out. Yeah, but the issue is... She's like, I'm got, already dead. You got to think about it as in the way, way we are today, where things are passed on, and we just accept it as normal, and then when they would find out how messed up it is, or the origins of it, right? et cetera, et cetera. So you got to be, this is a thousand years, so that's got to be at least a hundred, so many generations, this is part of the habit, part of what they do, part of life. Yeah. So some traditions we have and things like that, we we don't even know the the worst origins of them, you know. 
So, right. I don't think I think the True. whole concept, the concept of them uh, just doing this without question is normal. Yeah. So, uh, as uh, as my leaves the room, she asks again if Kirk needs anything, and he still just wants to talk to Anon. And and uh, when she leaves, Kirk notices that the guards take this little black like circular device from a slot on the wall and it makes the door close so he he takes notice that hey i'm gonna need that thing eventually and then we go to the enterprise and mccoy is talking to scotty about how they should have heard from the crew by now and they just have a quick discussion about what to do when uh Uhura tells scott that there's a message from kirk for him and in the message kirk says that they've reached a full diplomatic solution and that the entire crew is invited to come down to shore leave and uh just ha- hang out and have a good time Scott's like, well, like everybody, you want the entire ship to come down? And Kirk responds that uh, some trained Dominions are going to go to the Enterprise to assume support roles and uh, just keep everything running. And then uh, we cut to um, Anon in uh, his his room and he's talking through a communicator that makes him sound like Kirk. So it's a, a fake Kirk this whole time. Again, it's like our second or third fake Kirk. Yep. And uh, he tells Scott that the shore leave is in order. So Scotty then orders the entire ship to start forming shore leave parties, but then he goes to the computer and tells it to analyze that last message from Kirk. You know how he figured out it wasn't Kirk, right? Because he didn't Kirk fucking didn't, hang he up didn't on him. Hung up on. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So the computer says that there's a 98% probability that it's a voice copy. So you know, good for Scott figuring that out immediately. He is just as immediately like something is not right here. That like, Kirk didn't hang up on me. Yeah, he, he said, all right, I love you. I'll talk to you later. He's like, that's not Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, that's not my girl. Who are you? Yeah. On the planet, uh, the real Kirk has convinced Spock to try to use his telepathic abilities on the guard outside of the room, which was uh, yeah, the writer's like, a new one. Hey, let's give Spock a new power. Yeah, I was, I was a little thrown off by that, but then at the same time, I'm like, okay, they did do the mind meld thing, which I guess is kind of a telepathic mm. thing. And if they hadn't done that at that point, I'd have been pretty fucking upset by this. Just suddenly he has, you know, telepathic abilities. I forgot that Spock did that. Yeah, that's the only reason I was like, okay. Like, this is, you know. Well, I think uh, that was what, Dagger of the Mind, when he calmed down the crazy guy and, like, looked into his mind. Yeah. So it's been a long time. But just because there was you know, uh, some reference to this before I was a little more willing to let it go, but man, this, this ability would have come in handy quite a few times. Yeah. And that's what I thought too. And then I thought, um, I n- had never seen it before. So I was like, Oh, Kurt, I was like, Oh, they gave him, uh, him this ability. And I was like, uh, I had no idea. Yeah, no, I've never seen this reference anywhere. Yeah. I, I've never seen it. Yeah, so I'm wondering if it happens a lot and people just don't talk about it. And they're so stuck on the mind meld. No one talk about the mind meld. Right. Uh, the other weird thing I caught from this was that uh, Spock said that Vulcanians have an innate telepathic ability. And I was like, I thought you were Vulcans. Why are you Vulcanians now? And apparently uh, they're interchangeable. It, it was that, ger- it, that that was the German uh, part that you were watching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah if, he, hey, if he hadn't actually spoke it, then uh, yeah, I would have been a little confused. No. But I, I I looked it up. It's They're interchangeable. But that's the first time they've ever said Vulcanians. They've oh, always really? just said Vulcans. Yeah. Well, I thought it's always just been Vulcans. I, I just kind of assumed Vulcanian was the plural of it, like the like the like when you say Vulcani, what was wait Vulcanians? Like when you say a bunch of Vulcans together, like I just assumed that like you know like bird like or like B and Bs, like I thought it was like or yeah, deer, but like, deer. 
I thought Vulcanians meant Vul- a bunch of Vulcans together have just been Vulcans. That's just what they keep calling them. Yeah, see, I don't know. I just, I didn't. I, I, yeah, I guess some, not, not somebody decided up, they just wanted to leave their mark on uh, on the Star Trek I'm, franchise I'm gonna, and fucking made up Vulcanians. But uh, now that you bring it up, I I kind of understand what you're trying to say. Fucking Vulcanians. That just sounds like a bunch of like volcanoes or people like from Volcano Island. Yeah. Well, but, maybe their planet had a lot of volcanoes on it. Yeah. Uh, Spock does go to the door and he uses his telepathic power to influence the guard to open the door. And uh, the guard just casually walks in and Kirk knocks him out and takes his uh, his weapon, which was a cool looking weapon, by the way. And he tells Spock that they need to get more weapons and that they're going to try to take it easy. But uh, if they're forced to, then they will kill. So no bullshit from Kirk. They head out into the corridor and they find an entrance to the disintegration chamber and Kirk manages to catch Mai before she goes into the chamber. And he sends Spock to go take out the guard posted at the chamber and Spock just like casually approaches the guy and he says, hey, there's a multi-legged creature crawling on your shoulder. <laughs> and the guy's like, fucking what? And then Kirk gives him the Vulcan nerve pinch. It's <laughs> like, dude, what the fuck is this? Like, this is very out of character for Spock. Like, why did he just walk up and pinch the fucking guy? Why did he have to go, hey, there's a multi-legged creature crawling on your shoulder? <laughs> Maybe he thought it'd be funny. I mean, <laughs> which is not Spock. Which is, it's funny. I think it's funny that he's trying to be funny, and it's so bad that it's funny, like, in a way. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck that was. It was so weird. So out of character for him. He returns to Kirk as uh, just a bunch of other people that re- were reporting to the chamber look on. And Kirk's like, hey, get out of the way. And then he shoots the machine that controls his disintegration chamber and just, like, the whole thing fucking catches fire and blows up. Did you notice that the guy he knocked out was not on the floor? No, I didn't see that. Like, I was looking for a body on the floor because, you know, they had, like, a group of people standing there, but there was no body there. It was just gone. Yeah, just a weird continuity error then. Uh, I did – the other thing I thought was really weird was that nothing came out of that gun when he shot. There was no special effect or anything. It was just a sound. And I like oh. every time they fire their phasers, there's a beam. Probably didn't, probably didn't want to waste the CGI money. Yeah, just oh, uh, you know what? I noticed that later on the episode that there was nothing coming out of their weapons. Yeah, it was really weird. This whole episode's fucking weird. Also, noticed that these everybody's clothes just kept getting you know uh, more and more inter- interesting as as the show went along. It was hard for me to discern the difference between the regular people and the security people because they were dressed so similarly that I was like, who, like, are these all security people? Like, who the fuck are these people just walking around? Yeah. So, uh, the council gets, uh, word of the crew's escape and Anon orders his security force to find them and do what's necessary if they resist. And, uh, he has ordered, uh, the planetary disruptor banks to target the enterprise and destroy it. And we go to a commercial break and we come back to a captain's log from Scotty, which was pretty cool. And really, really caught me off guard in the beginning. I was like, who the fuck is this guy talking? (laughs) (laughs) But he explains the situation as the helmsman gives some ship readings. And then they notice that they have a red warning light that comes on and suddenly the ship starts to shake and the lights start to flicker. And they find that they've been hit by an extremely powerful sonic blast and uh, their defensive screens have saved them. So Scotty and McCoy discuss how to save Kirk and the crew on the planet, and Ambassador Fox enters the bridge as uh, Scotty is talking about firing a few dozen torpedoes. He's like, yeah, it's nothing a couple dozen torpedoes can't fix. <laughs> so <laughs> good for him. I, 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 I'm glad Scotty's willing to make the hard decisions. Like, hey, they just 
attacked us, I'm going to retaliate. I fucking loved Scotty as captain, uh, but for uh, a, a different reason that we're going to get to a little bit later, and I'm sure you probably know what it is when it comes up. But uh, the ambassador shows up and he's like, hey, we're not firing no fucking torpedoes. You know, this whole thing is just a misunderstanding. And uh, he doesn't believe that they're holding Kirk captive on the planet. And he says that the success of his mission is more important than the ship. And I'm like, aren't you on the fucking ship? Like, if the ship gets destroyed, how do you succeed in your mission? Yeah, I don't understand that. He just said, He's like, I'm willing to sacrifice this ship for my mission. Like, you're on the ship, dude. Like, you feel <laughs> fucking die. Yeah. There's a whole lot of that. He's that dedicated. He's, just, he's that, yeah, he's pretty much a waste of a character. That's what I feel. Yeah, he's he's that classic bad guy that's trying to destroy the world when they're on the world. Yeah. <laughs> like, it just it doesn't make any sense. Somehow he's a bigger dick than the guy that's ordering his people to march to their death. <laughs> right? He's just more insufferable. You know what? You're right. I hate him worse. This fucking stupid high-collared trench coat horse shit uniform. <laughs> <laughs> the outfit Doesn't is, even get a good the, color. The outfit, it's like boring dude, brown. The, the outfit is fire, bro. I'd rock that if it was all <laughs> no, black. fuck it's not. I, I, I'd rock that all black. <laughs> like, yo, what's up? How you doing? Dude, if you would just if that if instead of being brown, if that uniform was black, he's just a fucking extra in a Missy Elliott video from the early two thousands, <laughs> late nineties. Yep. Oh, what a deep cut that was. <laughs> so uh he reminds Scotty that his orders take priority over the captain's orders, and he tells him that they can't take any measures against the planet. And then we go back to the planet, and Kirk and the crew go back into the room where they were being held in because Kirk says that the last place that anybody would look for them is the place that they escaped from, which actually is pretty solid logic, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. So uh, Spock explains that they managed to get some weapons and some uniforms and a communication device that he may be able to alter to allow them to contact the Enterprise, and Kirk just tells him to go ahead and get to work on that. And uh, Kirk talks to Mai and asks her how to get to the war room, but she is not helping because she just wants to go die for her planet. And he explains that uh, he might be able to save her and the others from dying. And then she eventually is like, okay, that sounds good, and decides to help him out. And we go to the council, and they're just talking about everything that's going on. And then a a guy comes in and tells Anon that the ambassador is calling with an urgent message. We go to the ship. And Uhura patches the ambassador, which Ambassador Fox passes, patches him through. And uh, he questions why they have attacked the ship and why they're holding Kirk and the rest of the crew hostage. And Anand says, oh, it's just a big misunderstanding. And, you know, we're going to stop the attack and we'll keep make sure everybody here stays alive and well and, and everything's all good. We, we didn't mean to fire our sonic weapons at you. That's RB. Yeah, there was a big space fly they were trying to get and they uh, they missed <laughs> and hit the Enterprise. <laughs> With the sonic beam. <laughs> it's reported on the Enterprise that the beams have stopped hitting the ship. And Scotty says, I don't care. Maintain your current status. So, like, keep the shields up and everything. And then Anon invites Fox to go to the planet. And uh, he mutes his microphone, like his commuter indicator, and, and tells somebody nearby to fire the Enterprise as soon as their defensive screens are down. Which, like, what if he forgot to mute at that point? He's <laughs> just like, pretend you didn't, didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> they hear it. <laughs> Uh, Fox would still be okay with it because he's a fucking idiot. But he uh, asks if Kirk is going to be present when he beams down to the planet. And Anon's like, yeah, yeah, my word. He's going to, he'll be here. Uh, Which I guess technically he'll be there somewhere. And then the conversation ends and Fox orders Scotty to lower their defensive screens. And this is why I like Scotty in this because he says, no, I'm not doing that until Kirk tells me to. And Ambassador Fox is like, hey, I have authority here. 
And Scotty's like, yeah, I know, uh, but the screens are staying up. And so McCoy tries to persuade Fox, you know, on their side, says, hey, something about this is not right. And Fox is like, I'm an idiot, and I don't realize that, so put those screens down. <laughs> and, uh, is that what it said in German at that point? <laughs> yeah, so that's why well, I got out of German well, subtitles. Well, yes, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, the, the translation was, I am stupid and am not listening to you. Uh, <laughs> but Fox threatens to have Scotty jailed, and Scotty's like, I don't give a shit. I've been to jail once, and I was the fucking king of jail, and I'll do it again. And uh, he's not lowering the screens. Scotty looks like he could handle himself in a fight. Yeah. How do you think he lost his finger? You know, that big fucking prison takeover. (laughs) So Fox eventually just gives up and he's like, all right, I'm I'm just going to go. I'm just going to leave. And he does. And we go back to the planet and Kirk manages to sneak up on Anon, who just offers him a drink. He's like, hey, great work. Have a drink. And then they talk about their similarities in terms of just killing people when they need to. And uh, Kirk is like, look, dude, I just want my communicator back so I can call the ship. And Anon's like, well, why don't you have a drink instead? And Kirk's like, okay. And uh, he just starts pouring a drink and like takes a step away to take a sip of it. Uh, oddly enough, turning his back on the guy who he's you know being held captive by. I, I, I thought he was trying to get like, I thought he was trying to like roofie him, like take a drink. Yeah, I'm letting it go, yeah. Kirk. But you just as bad as the dumb, the dumb security I've been dealing with all these episodes. That's the bad yeah. move, Kirk. I know you're Superman and all, but it's still a bad move. Yeah, I, I also thought he was like trying to poison Kirk or something, or just like give him something to knock him out, but yeah. but nothing. So that gives chance, uh, chance, yeah, that gives Anon a chance to uh, press a hidden button that he has, and uh, Kirk goes on to tell Anon, he's like, "Look, I could destroy your entire planet," and Anon's like, "Well, that's why I'm not going to give you back the ability to talk to your ship." And Kirk says that he doesn't need the ship; he could destroy the planet by himself. And uh, he's just like, he's like, I'm a god slayer. Don't mess with me. Yeah, like Kirk is just on some shit this episode. He's like, do you know who the fuck I am? Like, I am planet destroyer. I don't even need my ship. <laughs> like, I'll tear your fucking buildings down with my bare hands. I, I would ruin your whole way of life with a, with a pistol. Let's be real here. Yeah. I, I don't want to jump yeah, ahead. Exactly. I, don't, I won't jump ahead to my my thing at the end. But let's just say I'll leave a note here for that moment. I'll, go, let's, I'll, wait till, I'll talk about the end. So uh, he actually presses the weapon against Anand's chest, and he's like, you know, where are my communicators? And so Anand's like, all right, I'll tell you how to get them, and he tells them where they are. He says they're in the war room, and and then they leave the room to head that way, and uh, two guards are waiting for Kirk outside the hallway. And they have a quick little fight, but uh, Kirk is ultimately outnumbered and defeated. I was surprised. And Anand orders them to take him to the council room. Yeah, he. it's, it's really funny because... Everybody in this series goes down with like one hit, but you know that Kirk is going to lose the fight if he hits him like two or three times and they're still up. Like they just yeah. keep getting up. Because it was the same way when he fought all those guards uh, when they went back in time. Like he fucked up those three dudes in that room, but they just kept getting up. And it's like, okay, he's not going to make it through this. Yeah, but they always make it when Kirk uh, does go down, like it's real, like it's the whole team jumping him. It's not like one guy. Right. Like Kirk's so strong, uh, all three of them got to get him at the same time, et cetera, et cetera, or two or however many it is. Yeah, they eventually uh, go, hey, there's more of us than there are of him. And they go get him at once instead of doing the, like, take turns bullshit. Yeah. Then they piss the whip. I think the biggest deal here is that yeah. your boy, your boy <laughs> yeah. Iman over here, your boy Iman didn't help. He just watched. He had him. He, Kurt was right behind. Uh, he's right behind Kurt. He didn't hit him in the back of the head. No, he ain't sullying his hands. Yeah, he's, he's, he ain't he's, getting he, them things he, dirty. He, watch he was sitting right there. He, Kurt, he hit him right in the back of the head and that stuff quick. Yep. We go to a commercial break. We come back. 
Amb- Ambassador Fox and another man. Actually, I don't know about you guys, but I actually find uh, 10 minutes of commercials to watch during the commercial breaks just so I get the authentic experience. Oh, <laughs> get I don't, I don't said, actually do that. Said, <laughs> no, not in this world. I get everything quick, buddy. <laughs> I pause, run, I pause, run to the bathroom, run back immediately. Like, yo, I got to hurry for my show. That's why it takes me so long. That's why I have to split these episodes up uh, over a couple of days because I watch it like I would watch modern TV. Yeah. So it's uh, 10 minutes of TV and then a half hour of commercials <laughs> and then 10 minutes of the <laughs> show. Or something else and then come back again. Yeah. Now, do you go back and do you look up commercials from the 60s to get yeah. that true authentic feel to it yep and then uh just like you know it is now uh by the time i get back to watching what i was watching i forget what it was so yeah. that's why i gotta <laughs> split this up for two happen? days yeah. that's oh. why the captain's logs are so useful to me because i was like what the fuck i just i just watched a half hour of commercials i don't remember what i was watching <laughs> so uh ambassador fox and uh, another guy who never gets a name and never actually does anything uh they beam down to the planet to meet with anon seven and Anon informs him that he and the others have been declared casualties and oh. that they are to be taken to one of the casualty stations to be killed. So that's oh, really fucked shot. up. He's like, no, he's no. like, hey, I'm Ambassador Fox. And the guy's like, yeah, you're also dead. <laughs> so, yeah, welcome. Like, oh. Yeah. Did, well, did, welcome to my planet. I hope you enjoy your funeral. How did they beam down if the shield were up? Yeah, I was curious about that, too. I They must have maybe the, the, the defensive screens allow them to get people through. But like maybe they can beam out, but not back in. I don't know. They never explained it. I was curious about that as well, but they never uh, they never said how that works. I don't think. I think we're learning we're learning as we go along the rules, and we're just kind of adding the rules together as we. Well, and it, they're also making up the rules as we go along too. Yeah. So, uh, but elsewhere, Spock manages to contact Scotty using that uh, communicator that he stole, and he tells Scott not to beam anybody down. And Scott is like, "Well, Fox already went down," and and Spock goes, "That's fine. I, f- I don't fucking like that guy anyway." Um, he uh, he actually doesn't really respond to that he just uh, tells them to orbit out to maximum phaser range and then stand by for further orders and he hangs up on Scott so Scott's like that's the real uh, Spock there that's the real Spock Yep. then he decides to go find Kirk and Fox for himself and he orders Yeoman Tamura to stay with uh, Mai to protect her from herself basically like hey don't don't let her kill herself while I'm gone please (laughs) We go to a, dis- a disintegration chamber where Fox is being uh, forced into the chamber when Spock and the disguised security members arrive and rescue him. He just casually just walks up again. Yeah, just, and yeah, these guys are like forced. They're like, all right, you go in here, like you go in here and get cooked, and you go in here and get cooked, and then like they're they know that there's some escaped people walking around, and Spock wearing a fucking uniform of the escaped people just casually walks up to them and fucks them up. And another thing, do these do these high societies, you know, advanced societies, do they not have cameras in the hallways to monitor who's coming and going? Yeah, apparently not. Maybe they just have like such a peaceful society that they don't really have a need for that. Maybe that's why their security team fucking sucks. Well, when you can't tell your security team is because they match all the other men. It's uh, it's demolition man. They're like, we're we're police officers. We're not trained to handle that kind of violence. Yeah, for real. <laughs> So yeah, he uh, he destroys that chamber with uh, the weapon that he has as well, and and Fox tells him where he can find Kirk because for some reason they told Fox that they're like, hey, we're keeping your friend uh, in the council. I let uh, that chamber, go, just so you know. Dumb logic, but move on. I wonder. So they have twenty four hours to kill what a million people? Is that even possible? Yeah, with like, like a half million chambers. People? Well, they apparently have a shit ton of chambers. Yeah, because he said because December chamber eleven was the one they destroyed. 
So we know they have a bunch. And, and how long does disintegration take? It could be a split second. You go into a few and just go. Well, on. you also have to inform, like, the. You also would have to inform the people that are getting the most unlucky lottery you could win. Like, hey, you've been yeah. chosen to be killed. <laughs> yeah, and what if you can't get a hold of them? What if they're, like, well, at work? Uh, they probably got some system <laughs> where they, it's, it's with you at all times. What do you get it's, it's like when you go to a restaurant, they have one of those little buzzing yeah. things that goes off when it's exactly. your turn. <laughs> like, well, I'm yeah. buzzing. I got to go. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll watch you have. And then, like, you get buzzing. And I'm assuming, like, almost like a squid game. You have some big dinner. Like oh thank you welcome welcome for your sacrifice have a big dinner with your family join up next. in reality they're uh they're just fucking working and their buzzer goes off and then they gotta leave and their boss is like all right well you're gonna be in tomorrow right <laughs> <laughs> what what if you're just like hey my watch was dead uh yeah I didn't get, never got your message no, they, yeah they, sorry they, I didn't get your message they, they find you they hunt you down at this point wouldn't it be easier to just actually bomb them. Like, this seems logistically like a, just a lot of work. I agree. But uh, we go to the council uh, chambers where Anon is trying to sway Kirk to his point of view. And Kirk is just like, no. And uh, Kirk says that Anon was accurate when he called him a barbarian and that he plans to prove that he's a barbarian. And so Anon calls the Enterprise and uh, Scotty answers and Kirk is like, hey, execute order 66. Actually, it's a general order 24. And he tells them to do that in two hours. And the, the Enterprise leaves and they start hunting Jedi. It's a weird, weird series from here. Well, Kirk didn't want to execute a bunch of kids. No. Yeah, he's not going full Sith. Yeah. But uh, yeah, general order 24 tells him to do that in two hours. And Anon tells Scotty that uh, if they don't start transporting their crew to the planet, then uh, they're going to kill Kirk and everybody else in 30 minutes. So Kirk tells Anon that General Order 24 means that the Enterprise is going to destroy the planet in two hours, even if he isn't around to see the destruction. And uh, so Anon's like, well, fuck that, and tells his people to fire on the Enterprise, but they can't hit it because it has moved out of their effective range. So uh, a guy walks in, and uh, he says that their time is almost up and that uh, Vendikar is accusing them of violating their treaty, and which I can't believe it's already been almost 24 hours at this point. Like, holy shit, nobody slept or ate or did anything but <laughs> they receive a report that another disintegration chamber has been destroyed and anon tells kirk that uh he can stop the escalation of the war but kirk's is like no i'm counting on escalating it he's like this is what i came here to do because yeah. <laughs> i'm fucking up two civilizations for the price of one today he's like aren't you guys supposed to be ambassador to the peace nope I, yeah well not today I, I'm, saving, yeah. I'm, saving, I'm saving my rent for the end so i'm not going to kirk's on uh Kirk's version of peace is that everybody's dead. If nobody's alive, then there is no war. <laughs> that's that's his true mission. So uh, we go back to the Enterprise, and Scotty calls the council and, and tells them that they've located all of their cities and put them all into their fire control system and that they have one hour and 45 minutes before they destroy the entire planet. And uh, You guys think that he actually would have done it? I think Scotty would have. I think Scotty's a no-bullshit guy. Well, from my, he wanted to attack them earlier in the episode, so I fully believe he would uh, shoot those torpon, t- uh Shit, I can't talk now. The, the, the tor- torpedoes. Yeah. Photon torpedoes. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Kirk takes the opportunity to, uh, like, this guard walks in, and he just, fight, like, he walks past Kirk very casually, and Kirk just trips him up and then uh, beats up four people and gets a weapon, where earlier he couldn't handle Dude, the two. the guards in the future are just terrible. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Spock and the others then show up to help, 
And Spock's like, well, I, I guess you got everything handled. And Kirk's like, no, I actually need your help. You go over here to this uh, this room, this like war room. And Kirk calls the Enterprise to get beamed up, says, hey, beam me up in 10 minutes. And if you don't hear from us, then carry out General Order 24 on schedule. Okay, that's what, that's what I was going to say. General Order 24. Do you think it's even real? Or is it something uh, they came up with as a, thre- yes. as, as a threat? As like a, oh, let them know, let's say we destroy them so they will follow the situation we're in. I bet it's I bet it's an actual order. Because no, I, I, they, I can't they, they have to have a contingency no, for they, stuff. They, they can't. You can't destroy whole civilization because they're one of their uh, prime directives is, is life. So like I don't get wh- why they would they would do that. It don't make any sense to me personally. But does the prime directive go out the window when uh, a member of their own like federation is like basically kidnapped and killed? Not even just a member, like five of them. I, I know, I get that. So, so it's worth destroying the whole damn planet over five people? That, that's part of my Fuck issue. Yeah. Well, they're, my issue. They're, 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 they're committing an act of aggression against the Federation well, at this I, point. I don't see the Federation yeah. putting those five lives above the lives of the whole entire planet. I don't understand the concept of it. it was, even, even if they're my own people, I understand that. I get that. I, I'm behind that. But I'm saying, I just don't get like them threatening that kind of, that level, like destroying the whole entire planet over five people is so like... I don't know. It just it just seems so ridiculous to me in a way. As bad as it sounds, maybe the Federation looks at it like, hey, we can't let, you know, other civilizations, you know, commit acts acts against us. So we have to make sure like, hey, we're all about peace. But if you if you try to start shit with us like the Romulans did, we'll go to war with you. Yeah, we'll uh, fucking put you down. How many people you said was on planet earlier? We, we lost 60 million a year. Or whatever. So we got, well, we we did on Earth. On, on, on Earth. there, they they lose uh, one to three million a year. Oh, yeah. So I'm saying like, I just don't just go in there. So there's got to be a lot of people there. You know what I'm saying. So let's say there's a let's give them a hundred million people on a planet. You go into a hundred million people or five people, like it just the numbers don't add up no matter what. So I just yeah, I, but maybe I, um I I personally feel like it's an order you do as like a threat. Because I don't think they would go through with it. I just don't think they could do it. Like destroy the whole time. Yeah, planet I mean, five people. you're not wrong. That is, that's not a uh, a reasonable response to killing like five members of the Federation. But maybe Kirk is just like, fuck it. Like if, if they're gonna kill me, I won't be around to face the consequences of this fucking planet getting destroyed. So like maybe it's just strictly a Kirk thing. Yeah, I assume. I don't know. Assume it's like a threat, and he could tell that there was a threat that they would be afraid of. So he made so they have some kind of code like he made it up. So I'm I'm I wonder if it, uh, General Order Twenty Four is coming again. Well, maybe it was the bluff code. Yeah, like, maybe it was. I'm not sure. I just it just I'm, I don't, I'm overthinking it because I'm me. But I just I don't know. I feel like that might be something. No, it's made it's up. definitely not. A, it's definitely not an equal reaction. Like somebody bumped into Kirk on the street, so Kirk murders their whole family. <laughs> it's like what's yeah. going on here? <laughs> yeah, that's what's, yeah, so, yeah. So I'm saying like I don't. I I, I just I, I can't put it. I, as Kurt, as a person, I can't see him threatening to destroy civilization over five people, including including himself. He he rather sacrifice himself and then and then make sure you know they move on, like rather than do this. So I just right. so I can't see. Well, then the question comes down to: Is Scotty willing to commit mass murder? Oh fuck yes, he is. Yeah, he, he uh, commits I, mass murder before <laughs> breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> Scotty's taking pot shots at planets as they fly by just for the hell of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, Scotty's a fucking stone cold killer, man. Shit, my bad. I, I I didn't mean to go in a big uh big rant on you guys. I just wanted to 
You want thoughts out there on that one? No, no, it's a fair it's a fair point to point out. Yeah. I feel like when they fly by like a city, Scotty transports a random person up and then transports back down their corpse. <laughs> oh, he just, he's, he's a fucking madman. He's, he's a serial killer. <laughs> wow, between that and his uh his orgies in the transport uh, teleport yeah. room, he's a pretty fun guy. Yeah, and what's crazy, he doesn't even do any drugs or anything. He just is that way. <laughs> oh man, my bad. What yep. No, no, it's 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 completely uh no, you're hundred percent right. It's a it's very I can't think of the word, but it, it's not an equal response to uh to what would be happening. Yeah. But but the other thing is too, not to not to continue on this, but that would mean that um General Order twenty four is a a bluff and that like everybody on the ship knows that it's a bluff or Right? Like that yeah. would have to be yeah. like, hey, I'll tell you this and we're gonna say it's this, but you don't really do that. Yeah, I I'm assuming that they have uh, plans in place. Or something like that, because that's a very curt thing to do, right? So, like, I feel like they have some. Well, it's a it's a code that Kirk could pass through uh, communications from the enemy that they would have no idea what it meant anyway. Yeah, right. So, I'm just curious. I like to think that yeah, they would just destroy it, but no, you're right. It makes absolutely no sense, and that's why I want to believe it. But uh, yeah, Kirk is uh, lecturing Anon on the destruction of war. Which uh, Anand's like, you already captured me. You don't have to fucking torture me. And uh, <laughs> he says that uh, the, they've made war so neat and painless that they have no reason to stop it. And he says that uh, he and his crew are going to put an end to that. And uh, he has Fox take the council members to the corridor. And then he has one of them uh, get his phasers and his communicators out of like the safe that they put them in and... Spock explains to Kirk how all of the war computers are working and explains how to end the agreement between the two planets by just uh, basically destroying this one computer that's going to fuck everything up. So that's what they do. They step out of the room and Kirk destroys the main computer and sets off a chain reaction and it ends the war agreement between the two civilizations. So now they have to actually start using real weapons on each other. So understandably, Anand's a little bit upset about this. And uh, he's like, hey, you just gave us back all the horrors of war, you dick. And, uh... Anon says that, well, no, Kirk says that he just gave them back all the horrors of war. So, yeah, never mind. I read that one wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Anon's upset. Kirk says that he gave them back all the horrors of war. And uh, Anon, <laughs> uh, he tells Anon uh, that the Vendikar people are going to have to attack with real weapons and cause real destruction. And that then, you know, obviously Anon is going to have to retaliate and they're going to have to do the same thing. And he says, or, uh, you know, they can have the real war or they can make peace and put an end to it. They have uh, just a real quick discussion about how killing is in their nature and how they can't stop it. But Kirk says that, uh, yes, that's true, but they can admit that they're killers, but they can say that they're not going to kill today, which is something I tell myself every morning when I wake up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm not going to kill today. I'm not going to kill today. Okay, maybe just a little killing. And uh, he urges Uh, Anand to contact Vendikar because he thinks that they're going to see it that way as well and that they don't want the real war. So uh, Fox offers his services as a negotiator between the civilizations, and Anand agrees that they're going to try that. Kirk uh, calls Scotty to cancel the general order and, and get them beamed up. And then we go to a little bit later on the Enterprise, where they have set a course for Argona 2, and uh, they get a report, which the next episode better be at Argona 2, or I'm going to be mad. I'm not. I'm out. I'll actually forget about it. <laughs> but uh, they get a report. From Fox saying that peace between the two civilizations is looking hopeful, so they may oh. actually be able to broker peace. And uh, Spock tells Kirk, he says, "Hey, you took a pretty big chance there." And and Kirk responds that an actual attack wouldn't have killed any more people than one of their computer attacks would have. 
uh, but it would have ended their ability to make war. And he says that he had a feeling that they would have done anything to avoid a real war. Spock notes that feeling isn't too much to go on. And Kirk says, well, sometimes a feeling is all that humans have to go on. And uh, Spock goes, that almost makes me believe in luck. And Kirk jokingly replies that Spock makes him uh, almost believe in miracles. And then they leave. And that's the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah. the I was quiet for the last like t- five, ten, like ten minutes. Even though I had a lot to say, I was saving it for the end just so you guys know. I was kind of being quiet okay. to let you get through. So, But, but, but you're going to have to sit on it for another second. Okay. Because uh, uh-oh. we, we, we got to let Dan go first this time. We always say everything uh, he wants to say. And then by the time we get yeah. to him, he's like, yeah, that's it. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I, did, I, no I did want to say something about what just happened. Now, like, right at the end when he says he thought that they would uh, react that way, he thought that they would yeah. be scared or whatever, that further lets me think about the whole him bluffing on that whole General 24. Like, he knew that they would hear that and be so scared that they would want to uh, go the other way. Yeah, I don't know. I, I can see it going either way. Like, you're, like I said earlier, you're, you're definitely correct on that. It's, it's, it was probably a bluff, but I like to believe that it's not. I like to believe that they would have just said, fuck it, and just wrecked that planet and moved on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, Dan, you want to give us your thoughts on this one first? Yeah, overall, I enjoyed the episode. Uh, I, I thought the premise of the computer, you know, computer strikes against the other civilization. Like, oh, hey, you have to kill your own people, but you're not doing any destruction. Even though I think it's truly messed up. But actually, where I think where this episode really shined was in like in the final 10 minutes was Kirk, you know, talking about like, hey, you like you said, you made war so clean and neat that you you have no motivation to end it which I think is a very true statement just in life in general on that, on the notion on war. So I, I, I think by making them be in a position where, oh, hey, there's not, there's going to be not only casualties, but your society is going to start to fall apart from this. So maybe you should come to the table and try to talk. So I, I, I thought it was very well written. Yeah. Uh, for me, I don't, I don't know. I'm really torn on this episode. Um, I liked it, but like the if you sit and think like I like it on the surface, but if you sit and think about it, uh, I I didn't like it at all. Um, yeah, like to your point where you you know you said that uh, like they said in the in the show that they made it so neat and clean that they just kind of continued it because there's no reason to stop. I would I find it hard to believe that in a thousand years nobody in charge went. Why the fuck are we still doing this? Like, why are we just like if, if it's this neat and it's this clean and it's this casual and it doesn't like it to this point, it doesn't actually mean anything like, OK, every now and then a few million people disappear. But beyond that, like what else actually happens? I feel like it's eventually somebody's going to go. Why do we keep doing this? Like, why can't both sides just well, they, stop? They didn't even they, they couldn't even remember themselves why they were fighting. Listen, for somebody who grew up now. In this in this era, to think that people are stupid, uh, are stupid enough not to just do something just to keep doing it, like think about the way way, way people are today around. Sometimes they just do yeah, but shit. like not one person in a thousand years that was in charge said, "Hey, this is really dumb. We should probably stop this." Someday somebody's going to ask, "What's the origin of Santa Claus?" And everybody is going to uh, going to forget about it, or Christmas, or anything we do nowadays. We don't know the all the stuff, but we still do it. We have holidays that we celebrate that was thousands of years ago, but we don't know the origins of it really. But we still do it. 
it's, there's there's things we do today. I agree, but you're so like this. So like I just no, I agree with what you're saying, but you're also not murdering people on Christmas Day by the million. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. But also, that, like, uh, traditions fade over time. Like, Christmas is not nearly as celebrated as it was, like, even 50 years ago. Like, everything fades over time. So that's why I have a hard time believing that a thousand no. years of this and they're just, they're still just going, yeah, it's the way it's always been. Like, I can, I can, eventually I can, I can somebody's going to go, well, that doesn't have to be that way. I can easily see them. I can easily see them uh, following the stuff where all ever and growing up that way and learning that way and staying that way i just it's too easy for me to imagine that's how people some people are they grow up somewhere you learn something and, you, and you, your mindset stays in that way and the next person does the same thing over and over again so i just i think it's easily easily they could be doing this for thousands of years personally yeah i'm i'm definitely of the the opposite thought i will say in fairness we're we're looking through a human perspective when they're not actually humans they just look human so yeah Maybe their brains don't work the way how we would look at it. Yeah, but they're also like a highly advanced civilization. You would think that the, I mean, the other civilization is probably equally as advanced as they are. So like you would think that they would have evolved to a point to go. You're not barbaric. Right. But like eventually somebody's going to go like, hey, this, this doesn't serve any purpose to any of us. Like, it, it's not even like, why are we doing this? It's just like, what purpose does this serve anymore? Like, I, it just it kind of seems like one of those well, things that we, we, it's more we, a detriment to your society. We never society ruled than out anything. they're not androids. Yeah. We never ruled out they're that's, not androids, so maybe that's their programming. That's true. But uh, but yeah, I'll just finish my thoughts by oh, saying well, that, that I, I think it's dumb that they have continued this the entire time, that I think that at least one person eventually would have gone, why the fuck are we doing this? But also that I liked... Kirk in this episode, but I also disliked Kirk because he was very not Kirk. Like, I liked how he was just, like, up front, like, hey, I'm going to fucking destroy your planet. Like, I don't give a shit about any of this. Like, I just wanted my ship and I just want to go home or, you know, just leave. And uh, Spock was fucking weird. Whole episode was kind of weird. And uh, I don't know. I didn't I didn't really like it the more I thought about it. But anyway, sorry. Okay, Paul. Well, um, my first thought was uh, now you brought up something else or whatever, but I just want to clarify that. I think that traditions we do today that are thousands of years old and hundreds of years old, they're going to be around for another 100 years or 20 years or 300 years down the line. So that's why I personally think like they, somebody, they would easily follow this for a long time. My biggest issue with this whole episode, though, is Kurt went to a society, right? Goes, destroys their way of life. For what? Again, he does it again. This, this, this time I'm like, for what? Because the way of life was perfectly fucking fine without you, Kurt. What they doing? Was it? Was it? Was it right? We, I don't know. It's not for you to be the judge of that planet in the way they do. And and, and the reason, I, the reason, I'm so I agree, but I disagree. No, here's with my that. issue. I'm about to relate it to real life. That's got my issue with it because that's what Americans do. We go so they don't they don't do things the same way we do it, so they're doing it wrong. No, what works for them works for them. It, what was going on for them? What, what? It's not what. It's not the way I view life. But the, it's not wrong with what they were doing. It, 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 uh, it's a different way of life. But at the same, at the same time, it's, it's not mine. It's not for me to try to change their life. And this time, I'm, I'm so pissed off at Kurt for going to a planet that had their own way of life going on, own system, things working perfectly fine. And he wants to go in there trying to change them to be like the rest of everybody else. Trying to go in there with all his morality and stuff, when their morality was perfectly fine the way they were doing it. 
I would say uh, be pissed off at the Federation because it's not like he went there of his own well, accord. He well, had I'm orders just, to go there. Well, but yes, you, you, but yeah, but no, yeah, I, yeah, I understand what you're saying. I just, I just don't. It's just a lot of times this this uh, this show brings up my my random thoughts about things where there's a way of life going on. Is it destructive? Sometimes. Is it, is it a tyranny? Is it, is it king? Sometimes rule, people ruling. Yes, I know. But sometimes the, uh, the way of life going on that's slightly different than yours that isn't terrible. Their way of life wasn't terrible. The people were li- living good. It's, it's not like so. I just I I got this word thinking about this episode where I'm like they're they're trying to throw their way of life on another planet, and the way the planet was doing was perfectly fine. It wasn't it wasn't a it wasn't um it wasn't unfair. It was fair. It was logical. There wasn't oh more more uh, started this way more than that way. It was even. Like I just. I mean, I, I guess it's me, me me overthinking like I do sometimes, but I found it very annoying. Very annoying that they would go in there. Well, no, to- you're, you have a, a point. Like he did just go there and basically fuck everything up. Like they did have like there. I personally, I think that their arrangement was fucking dumb. Like I've already voiced my opinion on that, but they did have an arrangement that worked for both sides, and uh, they all agreed. You know, it's, it's not like they were dragging other civilizations into it. Like they had a system that worked for them, well, and, and the Federation fucked it up. In, in fairness, though, they they did pick a fight with Kirk and his crew because when yeah. they told them to stay away in the first place, yeah, they did. They, they said, "Don't if you." But Kirk didn't want to. Kirk didn't want to go there. He got overruled. <laughs> he, that's not even a point, though. He, they told him to stay away. He came to my house. I, I'm not. I'm not really looking at it as like this entire thing being Kirk's fault, but more well, like the Federation's okay, fault yeah, because yeah, that I, ambassador was on his way to do yeah, that regardless. Like. Yeah. Whether it was Kirk or whether they got on another ship, he was gonna go. Yeah, yeah. No matter, I say I'm but saying what, Kirk. What a bullshit rule! To, like, no, go ahead, Paul. Uh, no, I'm saying my, my, I'm saying Kurt is the reference. Of, I'm in I'm in Federation time. I say Kirk because I, I blame I put Kurt as the kind of face Federation in my head. So yeah, in yeah. General, it's like yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's like I I get I get their point. I just first of all, I told you to stay out my spot. You came my spot anyway. You come to my spot. I, I'm already in. Try to tell me how to rule my area. And think I'm how I'm supposed to react peacefully, and 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 I even reacted peacefully in a way that at first I I I, I didn't kill you when you first got there, as I told you not to come to my house. I told you the rules here, and the rules. But they were invited though first, so that's kind of the crazy thing. No, no, they weren't invited. Well, they don't even really say. No. It's just kind of implied they, they, that they you were know. going there to try to set up that uh, that that uh, pathway, a port. Yeah, they were they're trying to, so to they broker a peace. Yeah, they they didn't they didn't they didn't invite but them. But you would have thought you would have thought that they someone invited them to the planet to do no, that. Though. They, like they, you just no, yeah, they never. Like, hey, we're gonna go there, and make peace. They never said that. They never said that they were invited. Just that no. the ambassador was was on his way to. Like, uh, like they just wanted to go there and try to and try to set up. A board. Well, that well then that's just being nosy and you know getting involved right. in the fears and that you shouldn't. That's my point. Be. You and walked actually, in the house in the opening. Go ahead. Yeah, in the opening, they say that they even sent a message there to explain their intentions, and that they never received a reply. And then the only reply they did got they did get was, "Hey, stay the fuck away from here." Yeah, and so they went my, anyway. Mm, all yeah, right. So my initial thing is like, "Oh, you have my, I, you, I tell you not to come to my house. You come to my house. I tell you the rules. You break the rules. I'm, I make you part of my 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 society because because I have rules here. You, you then you have the fall rules as society. So you got this disintegrated. I, I still have me me killing you isn't even a bad thing." I'm literally falling my way of life. I'm not. I'm not doing this. To, to, I'm not doing this out of spite. I'm doing this because this is the way I was raised, and this is the way things are going on. And you come here, you broke every rule to get in here, and I just. I find this whole episode annoying because I feel like it's them, the Federation, trying to force their way of life on on a on a planet. Like, right. this, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. This is the first time I felt that way. I agree with what you're saying, but 
Also, if it leaves the peace, though, that's a good thing. Once again, in the long they, term, they already had a they had a form of peace, and the that war was a form of peace. It was evenly, well. Here's the thing. Well, right. then ha- here's the thing that I would be curious do, about. You know, virtual strikes against them. No, you could but, just stop and like, hey, we're done. He, well, here's the thing that I would be curious about: is the uh, the consequences of peace would be they uh, their society is set up in a way that they're prepared to lose three million people a year. So if you go back and you visit them in twenty years, is their planet now overpopulated? Do they have too many people and not enough jobs? Like, are they just are they are they having a food well, issue they, now? They, yeah. See, I, Did, I like. Didn't they say that they're able to travel past their solar system? So you think they would start exploring? Yeah, but they didn't. They, yeah, they, they didn't want to. They could have any time they wanted to. They didn't want to. But then what if they start exploring and that just leads to them uh, going on a conquest to conquer other planets and fucking other civilizations? Like, there are untold consequences of uh, what the Federation has done for this. Yeah, so I, I just... Think. True, but you, you could also look at it the opposite way. Like, maybe, you know, the the broker peace between the two, you know, worlds will lead to a stronger uh, alliance with maybe, like, the Federation to take on the Borg in the yeah, future yeah, or... Yeah, yeah, but, the, the, but here's the issue, though. Whatnot. You're risking the bad by messing up something that's working. So you tell, it's like I know this over here is working a certain way. You're risking the bad when the bad didn't need to be risked at all. Like you didn't you didn't need to go in there and do no, all that I, stuff. I, I, so that's the so I, I'm not thinking about the. I good. agree with you, but it, it, I I agree with you, but from my point of view, I'm like eh, what they were doing wasn't good either. Like it was a very messed up system. It, it, see, that's I, I'm going on a rant right now. I don't want that. It, but, well, but messed up to you though. Messed up right, to, to yeah, you. I, I no, think no, that's a whole I, I, I agree yeah. from my point. I agree with what you're saying from my point of view. Yeah, but, from their point of view, like, hey, this is a good thing, but I don't know. I, I, I get where you are, yeah, are coming but, from. Yeah, though. is that messed up yeah, to you though? It's, it's, it's basically that like we see that their system is fucked up, and they see it as, hey, it, it works for us. So, like, just stay out of it. And yeah, they they probably should have just fucking stayed out of like as dumb as that fucking system is. Yes, they probably should have just stayed out of it. I think that's like where we kind of end up with that i also had it i i guess also i felt stronger before because i thought like they they those worlds invited the federation in to help broker a peace treaty i didn't realize like hey we're just gonna go there right i must have missed that earlier on in the episode yeah Yeah. they 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 were just like hey like let's go stick our nose where it doesn't belong yeah even 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 after they invited them and it's in it's in a if I invite you over, then I, you coming over. Like, hey, don't come over. Then you come over anyway. I still should be like, yo, don't come over. Because the, the, yeah. the, the message said, don't. <laughs> the message said, don't come. Like, I changed my mind. I, I, I don't want to deal with it. So it's like, yeah. I don't know. It's just one. I, I don't really go on a huge rant, guys. You know how I get. But a number out of ten on this one, Paul. Oh my bad. Uh, <laughs> I want to apologize for my big rant, fellas. Um, no, that's we're, here, we're here for the discussion. I mean, I, that's what this yeah, show is. I think it's just I don't know eight, nine, seven. I'm so in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. <laughs> like 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 is will I watch the episode again? Yes, actually, I would watch the episode again just to refuel my anger of the whole situation. But at the same time, there was a lot of I was so halfway through the episode, I was getting more and more anger about certain things I saw going on. That I was like, oh, okay, I want to say this, want to say that. So it's like. I so thought provoking. I give it a ten. Quality episode. I give it a ten. But the acting and the way the story, the, the way the story is written, like a two. So it's like, yeah. oh man, I just it's all it's all right, man. I I, I agree right. with you on the first two rating Pauls, but the last one I'd give it about like a five or six. Okay. <laughs> yeah, see, I just, well, uh, 
we're just going to go ahead and move on and say, fuck it. Uh, the, <laughs> the next episode that we're going to cover is uh, season one, episode 24, This Side of Paradise. Uh, Paul, you got a description for me on that? Yep. The Enterprise visits a colony where indigenous, indigenous, wow, I hate that word. Let's try to start over again. Huh? The Enterprise visited a colony where indigenous flower spores provide the settlers with peaceful contentment. So I'm assuming that they got some drugs in the house. I assume Kirk's going to show up and start cutting down <laughs> flowers and fuck that, up that their civilization. Lettuce. They got some devil's lettuce, some of that good, some yep. of that good, good. <laughs> <laughs> and Kirk's going to go in there and be like, oh, how dare you? We, we're, we're drug free around here. We don't... <laughs> how dare you use these drugs to make your life better? He's destroying our ganj. How dare you? Um, oh, man. For me, uh, Paramount shows the next like five episodes uh, in a row, yeah. and four of the five of them are screenshots of Spock. So <laughs> I don't know if they're like all Spock no. heavy episodes coming up, but actually, it'll be see. interesting to see. Uh, no, are, are you are you saying that Spock is going to smoke some green? That would be interesting to see. Actually, okay. Every episode says every episode. I'm, I kind of skip ahead. It says Kirk and Spock. That's a three three out of five. Say Kirk and Spock. All right. Well, uh, I think that's going to do it for us for this time. Uh, as always, we're on Twitter at WWST underscore podcast, Gmail, WWST pod at gmail.com. And uh, we're everywhere on everything, every platform, almost. Yeah. Once again, uh, thank you guys for listening and uh, we'll see you next time. All right. Later. Later. <laughs>